following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. And welcome into a Monday Reaction Monday edition of Main Street Sports. Today on the program, we'll be joined by Matt Brown from Extra Points. Also, plenty of Preds and Grizzlies. The NHL NBA playoffs are in full swing. We got plenty to talk about there. Braves back in action with the Brewers, our daily update. The Titans, they got a new Monday night football gig coming up in this season. And... Man, what a crazy Kentucky Derby. All of that coming up. But first, we welcome back the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, fresh off his cruise with a new tan. It is Mo Patton, <laughs> along with the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Mo, welcome back. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, more like a new barn than a new tan. But anyway. <laughs> That's... That's because you didn't wear socks while you were out by uh-huh. the uh, yeah <laughs> by the pool. Mo. Yeah, should have taken uh, <laughs> taken a hint from uh, from that picture you sent. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not my feet. Although I, I do have flip flop tan. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's always yeah. Those don't feel good. Hey, that didn't hurt. That's just yeah. but it you just can definitely see. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody's looking at my feet anyway though, so it's all good. Oh man. Well, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Monday as we welcome Mo back and get into tons of sports talk and react to all the things that happened over the weekend. A lot of a lot of craziness, including this morning's big news uh, with the New York Islanders <laughs> dropping Barry Trotz. That's kind of the opposite of Friday Friday news dump, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, wait till Monday. That's weird, but okay. Hey, <laughs> you maybe they wanted everybody to know. <laughs> uh, it's very possible, I guess. Uh, uh, it's crazy. I mean, he was here forever, and he's had, what, two jobs in five years? He was here forever, won a cup in Washington, and then, and then went to New York. And then they wouldn't pay him, right? Went to, went to New York, got uh, went, went to the conference semifinals twice, and lost to Tampa Bay in both of those back-to-back years. Not a whole lot of shame in losing to Tampa Bay. The the, the eventual champion of the league. No. I mean, that's just bad draw. Hey, I mean, <laughs> what is it? Is <laughs> Are the people running the New York Islanders from Ole Miss? <laughs> they must be, false sense of self-worth and all. <sighs> so anyway, I, I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that he's available. <laughs> can he play goalie? <laughs> if he can, we might be in a, we might be in good shape. Um, but yeah. So anyway, big news. That's our top story. The puck drop, if you will. There you go. The opening. Yeah. And we'll talk more about uh, the NHL and hockey later in the show. Unfortunately, <laughs> do we have to? Right. Uh, but I, I'm curious if if there's some potential there. I mean, mm. I, but 
there's a lot that goes into it because are you going to get rid of David Poyle? Is if you if you are, you can't let him make a hire and then fire him. And well, there's it, a whole thing there, just like the AD and ADs and, and coaches. And coaches. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I don't know. And I don't know. Can can it's unfortunate you, timing for this to, for him to be available? Can you bring him back? I don't know why you couldn't. Well, because you fired him. I understand that. <laughs> Maybe that, that'd be like us. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that, you know, my mom got married to the same guy twice. How's that working? Not bad for now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, backyard looks real nice. <laughs> maybe the bridge can consult, consult Sherry then, huh? Perhaps. I'm just saying it, you know. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have Stranger happened. Stranger things are, have happened. Oh, are, ba- are bad. <laughs> After further review. <laughs> Mo coming out hot with the Daily Dingers. Oh. He's been saving them up on that cruise. Hey, well I, done. I, I got refreshed and rejuvenated. Yes, we can tell. We yeah. love it. Golly, that's love good. Anyway, we... <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but we need to send it back to JP because JP has all of the results from the weekend Ooh, and fun. today's schedule on the rundown. Here's the rundown. Let's do it. The Monday rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. All right, here we go. The Monday Rundown in high school baseball from Friday. It was Siegel over Blackman 7-6. Clarksville over Clarksville Northeast 14-4. The final there, Clarksville Academy 4-1 over Franklin Road Academy. Davidson Academy 3-0 over Columbia Academy. Dixon County 11-0 over Clarksville Northwest. Giles County defeated Lewis County 3-1. It was good pasture, 10-0 over University School of Nashville. Grace Christian Franklin, 6-0 over Nashville Christian. Henry County, 13-zip over Kenwood. Independence, 5-2 winners over Nolansville. Rockville, 8-4 over Oakland. Page, 7-3 winners over Marshall County. Stewart's Creek, 12-3 over Smyrna and Summit, 7-1 over Columbia. Softball from Friday, Smyrna, 20-0 over Antioch. Laverne, 11-0 over Cane Ridge. Rossview falls to Clarksville, 3-1. Columbia 10-3 winners over Ravenwood. Columbia Academy downed DCA 7-1. It was good pasture 13-7 over Davidson Academy. Marshall County 9-4 over Lawrence County and Lincoln County. 3-1 winners over Page. On the pitch from Friday, boys soccer Fayetteville shutting out Kolioka 9-0. Friendship Christian uh, 3-2 winners over Middle Tennessee Christian. Loretto 8-2 over Decatur County Riverside. Lawrence County shut out by Murfreesboro Central Magnet 9-0. Oakland one deal over NBA. Providence Christian, 2-0 over Columbia Academy. Saturday, Saturday results on the diamond in Haskell. Saturday. Saturday. High school baseball, it was beat 3-2 over Gallatin, Oakland, 11-2 over Blackman. Franklin fell to Brentwood, 3-2. Nolansville, 10-4 over Columbia. Columbia Academy, 6-3 over University School of Nashville. CPA, 9-3 over Pope John Paul II. Eagleville defeated Cornersville. Saturday, 14-2. Fairview, 2-1 over Harpeth. Franklin Road Academy, 5-1 over uh, Nashville Christian. 
It was good pasture, 13 to nothing over Davidson Academy. Hendersonville, 7 to 4, winners over Station Camp. Overton with a 3 2 win over Hillsboro. Lawrence County down to Lincoln County, 8 to 1. Loretta over Summertown, 11 7. Ravenwood, 13 3 over Independence. Richland, 11 to 1 over Collinwood. Rockvale falls to Riverdale, 6 to 1. Smyrna, 14 4 over Laverne. Spring Hill shutting out Marshall County, 4 4 to nothing. Sycamore over Cheatham County. 5-3, your final there. Kolioka 11, Wayne County nothing. And Cookville 3-1 winners over Wilson Central. Saturday softball. Oakland 13-0 over Blackman. Richland 10-1 over Kolioka. And Rockvale shutting out Riverdale 4 to nothing On the pitch from Saturday, Providence, it's Christian 1, Neal over Davidson Academy and Franklin Road Academy, 3-0 over Friendship Christian. We have Sunday results from high school baseball. CPA, 7-4 over NBA. Nolansville, 10-4 over Independence. Rockville, 6-2 over Oakland. Riverdale, 10-9 over Siegel. College baseball over the weekend. Kentucky took two of three for the number one team in the country in Tennessee in dramatic fashion. Vanderbilt did the same from Georgia down in Athens. MTSU, Two of three from FIU. Lipscomb also two of three from Bellarmine. It was Belmont sweeping UT Martin in three-game series. Austin P two of three from Murray State. The Mid-South Conference Championships. Cumberland 7-6 over Bethel. Then fell to Campbellsville 7-5. In the Region 7 tournament of the NJCAA tournament. Did you catch all that? It's Juco baseball, folks. Southwest Tennessee, 11-8 over Ball State, and Columbia State, 9-2 over Motlow State. College softball over the weekend. Hey, hey. Uh, oh, what? All of these are sweeps. Uh, this is wild. They sure are, yeah. Tennessee, college softball series. Tennessee sweeping Auburn in three. Western Kentucky over Middle in three. SEMO over Belmont in three. UT Martin sweeping Tennessee State in three. Austin P sweeping SIU Edwardsville in three. Division II Great Midwest Championship Finals, Trevecca. Uh, they dropped two to Old Dominican, 2-1 and 6-4. In the JUCO Tournament, Walter State over Columbia State, 13-1. Did he say Old Dominican? Old Dominion is Old Dominion and Ohio Dominion from now on. Ohio. Ohio, Ohio Dominion. Dominion. Old Dominican. Ohio Dominican, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Ohio. Okay. It's Ohio. just funny because it sounds, it, it, you know, Old Dominion, that's where our minds go because we right. say that more often than Ohio Dominican. We do, yeah. we do, yes. I get it. It's just funny. Yeah, the Braves uh, took two or three of the Brewers um, winning Saturday and Sunday dropping Friday's uh, game in uh, minor league baseball. The Sounds took two or three over the weekend, winning Saturday and Sunday, dropping Friday as well. Both are off today. And the NBA, Game 3, the uh, Warriors uh, took care of business over the Grizzlies, 142-112. Game 3 of the NHL playoff series between the Preds and the Avalanche. Colorado Denali's three games to kneel with a 7-3 win in Game 3. And Nashville Soccer Club, 1-0 win over Real Salt Lake. First ever win in Geodis Park. Uh, Geodis Park, I like it. All right, uh, looking to today's schedule on the Diamond High School Baseball, 4 o'clock, first pitch. Tullahoma versus Page Station Camp, Gallatin, Lewis County hosting Summertown at 4.30. Cheatham County will be at Harpeth, also Stewart's Creek hosting Smyrna in Hillsboro and Franklin. Hume Fogg versus Murfreesboro Central Magnet, also a 4.30 p.m. first pitch. At 6 tonight, Green Hills at 11 in Rockville hosting Siegel, 6.30. We'll see Nolansville at Ravenwood. Lawrence County at Spring Hill, uh, take it on Spring Hill, rather, Beach and Hendersonville at 7, Dixon County, Henry County, also at 7, Giles County, Loretto, Cookville, Mount Juliet, Sycamore, White House, Heritage, 
Also playing today, John Overton and Centennial and Moore County and Eagleville. Check your local front office for game times there. Softball today, 3 o'clock, McGavick, Hendersonville, Cane Ridge, Antioch. At 5, you'll see Riverdale and Blackman. Also at 5, Laverne, Stewart's Creek at 5.30, Clarksville Northeast and Rossview. At 7, Beach and Gallatin, Lawrence County hosting Tullahoma Seagull at Oakland and Clarksville will be at Springfield. Boys soccer on the pitch today, 7 o'clock, all three games will first touch at 7 Bells. Lovett and Cookville, Kolioka at Fayetteville, Wilson Central at Mount Juliet. Uh, NHL tonight, game four, the Preds win or die, as they say. Win or go home, I guess, is the... <laughs> Winter die seems a little dramatic. It does um, seem a little dramatic. It, it is, yeah, especially in the way they've lost. Win or go home, Colorado and the Preds, 8.30 ESPN uh, puck drop. Also tonight at 9 o'clock, so get your two TVs out again tonight as the Grizzlies need a win in Golden mm. State. 9 o'clock, TNT. Again, Golden State leads that series two games to one. That is your Monday Rundown brought to you by Zion Christian. ZCAEagles.org. So, yeah, tonight's going to be fun. We'll talk about it. Preds and Grizzlies once again because there's nothing else on TV. No reason not to. Lots to get to later in the show. Matt Brown joins us in just a minute because we're going to talk about. The current state and apparently the future of name, image, and likeness. Some updates, potentially. Stick around. Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint comes back after this. Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. 
We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in uh, to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Yow, alongside Mo Patton. Finally, he is back. And not in the car. No, no. Although that was certainly, certainly interesting. It was, it was different. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of there, and then I was gone. My bad. Um, <laughs> well, you were heading into Mississippi, so we know what happened. <laughs> oh man, excited to get back into the, the swing and the groove, and. It's always a good time when we get a chance to talk to Matt Brown, who we've not had on as recently as I would like to have had him on. So, Matt, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me on today. It's always a pleasure. Man, he sounds good. I know. He's, he said he had a studio in his basement. I see that. It's a really nice... You got the pennants and everything. That's he sounds solid. and looks... Better than we do. Can we get you to come down here and set yeah, up our set up, set up our studio? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen. I am, I am happy to take any opportunity I possibly can to get out of Chicago these days. I feel like we've had, <laughs> I've seen the sun four times in the last like two months. Um, so yeah, we'll just write that off as a business expense. We'll come, we'll come set up shop. Sounds we'll, great. We'll buy, on. we'll buy the beer, Matt. Yeah. Okay. That, we'll that, that sounds great. You get the beer, you get the barbecue. Oh, I'll bring, hello. I'll bring, the, I'll bring the, I'll bring the microphone and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it. Come on. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Ain't no doubt there. <laughs> yeah. Hey Matt. Um, as Chris was saying, some, some recent and ongoing, developments in nil i guess and the one thing that i've been saying since this came about to the primarily old codgers for lack of a better phrase who want to say that the transfer portal and nil spell the end of college athletics which i think is a load of fill in the blank but it certainly needs some modifications some tweaking if you will uh Tell us more about what you're seeing as far as that goes. I think you would hear the exact same thing when you talk to coaches, when you talk to athletic directors. And and quite frankly, you'll even hear some of this if you talk to athletes themselves right now. Because on one hand, um, this the, the current system is unquestionably better from my perspective than what we had maybe two years ago, and that athletes now get a chance to share in some of the money that the, from this gigantic college sports enterprise. And they have a lot more... Uh, autonomy. They have a lot more power than they had before. Which is a problem for a lot of people. uh, Absolutely. If you are a football coach that's only capable of running, uh, you know, operating as a despot, of having complete power over everybody, you are not going to function very well in this world. This is We saw this with Gary Patterson at TCU. 
I think Urban Meyer would be an example of a coach that is not really capable of operating in, in this kind of environment where people have more autonomy. You look at somebody like Deion Sanders, who I think is much more equipped to, to handle this world. So this, you know, that, that that's changing. And, and this has always been the case. This is this was the case in the 60s. This was the case in the 80s, too, as what players respond to has changed. You have to adapt to go with it. And that being said, there's... I, I, I think we err if we uh, pretend that th this change has not had some some challenging uh, consequences or, or, or some potential externalities. And one of those that I look at is the role of agents. Um, right now, a lot of college athletes you know, are not permitted to have agents, which they weren't before, which can be a really great thing. A, a lot of agents are attorneys. A lot of agents have a lot of experience in negotiations and, and contracts and can help athletes make better decisions and get access to better deals. But if you're an agent in the NFL, you have to be what's called NFLPA certified. You have to uh, either have a law degree, you either have to have a college degree and a lot of professional experience, and somebody from that player's union has to check you out and say, all right, this person's legitimate. He's not, uh, you know, he's, he's not trying to rip anybody off. He's an actual businessman. The NBA has something similar. For college, there's almost no certifications whatsoever. Anybody can be an agent. You guys can be agents. I can decide to be an agent. I have I, I have done NIL deals myself. I have talked to people representing athletes. I want to get them on the phone and realize you are 20. You are an undergraduate saying that you're an agent and you're representing some guy down the floor on, on your dorm. Uh, or you're somebody who knows less about this world than I do, which I, I, I think is an issue. And this is something I'll be worried about because we have high schoolers coming in or freshmen, and they don't have the life experience or the professional experience to really separate people who have their long-term future in mind versus people that just want that immediate pay, uh, payday, particularly if you're an agent that doesn't, doesn't have a law degree and can't work with somebody in the pros. I think we are seeing some athletes hit the portal right now in search of a short-term bag from a collective, even if that's not necessarily the best thing for their academic or uh, athletic career, just to enrich some other agent. And I think long-term, that's bad for fans, that's bad for players, and I think that's bad for schools. So what is, right now, and I struggle to use this term because you said we're not using it, but the wild, wild west, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is, it, it is completely unregulated at this point. Obviously, Pac-12 commissioner and SEC commissioner went to Washington, D.C. in hopes of finding something that they could do to have at least some sort of control over what happens with this NIL situation. It is, is there anything going to come of that? And two, how soon it, would we see actual legislation or just a simple rule book of some sort? <laughs> I, I would be I'd be very skeptical of anything happening in Washington D.C. in the near future. You know, and, and that's part of <laughs> no that, matter no matter what no it's matter regarding. What, right? Part of that's just a reflection of the calendar. And I want to answer this question without being partisan um, and just trying to to be as even handed as I possibly can. Friends, it is it is May, and there's going to be a new election in November. And this is around the time of year typically when everyone in Congress basically stops trying to do anything. So they can just focus on that on that re-election. It's also a time of year when, uh, uh, you know, even if you are really invested in college sports, we got to be honest. There's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. We got a war in Eastern Europe. We have uh, high inflation. We have high gas prices. 
we have a Supreme Court battle. We have a bunch of existential crisis happening all at the same time, which means that Senator Blackburn has got a bunch of other things going on before she can figure out what to do about the NCAA. And the dirty truth is most senators don't actually care about college sports. They don't care about college sports, and most of them are not fans. They they are not they are not really paying attention on Saturday. They care insofar as their donors or a couple of other constituents are, are pushing them to care on, on a couple of weekends. So that's not a, that's not a Republican thing or a Democrat thing. That's just a rich people in Washington D.C. kind of thing. And, and so because of all that, with this is not cracking the top ten of anybody's. I absolutely got to get this stuff done right now. It's not going to get done. And what's going to happen is in November probably Republicans take the House. Probably Republicans take the Senate. You still got a Democrat in, uh, in, in in office, and a lot. And there's a, there's not really a Republican consensus about what to do about NIL or what to do about college sports uh, in general. It's different from what a lot of Democrats are pushing. So I think the smart money is probably nothing happens in D.C. for the next two years on this particular issue. The, the folks that are most invested in it are mostly Democrats who are about to lose their committee seats or Republicans who are retiring. If we're going to see a rule book or any kind of regulation, you're going to see, it looks like the NCAA is going to try to enforce a couple of these things maybe this week. They'll probably be sued over it, and we'll see We'll see what happens. Anyone hoping for order to be imposed upon them from somewhere else, I think, is going to be left wanting. That's a, That is the most comprehensive answer you could have asked for. And, Matt, I think— And, and the most on point. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I think that is— that is the key that, that a lot of people are not thinking about here is because we care about it, but not everyone does. And especially when it's the people. And, and we get caught up in, and a lot of people like us think that because we care about it, that everyone Everybody. else does. And the, the, the truth of the matter is they don't. And so I, there, there's a lot more stuff going on. And for some people, a lot more important stuff sure. going on. So. I, I'm, but I'm, it is a mess. It, exactly. Something's got to be done. I don't know what, but to say NIL or the transfer portal is going to kill the, the sport, I think is crazy. But I do think well, that here's left the thing. in its current state, it's going to hurt a lot more than it helps. Well, and, and as I've said on a couple of occasions, if it kills it, maybe it should. <laughs> because if the only way for college athletics to be successful, as Matt said, is for all of the power to be on the sidelines and none of the power on the field or on the court. Something's basically wrong. Matt, how do we how do we navigate situations like what we're seeing with uh, you know in Pittsburgh and Miami right now? You know, I, I wish I had a really great answer, and I, I I tell folks about this, which I know doesn't make for good sports radio. But if I had a perfectly working crystal ball, or if I knew exactly how to fix these issues, oh, I know a guy with a crystal ball. Mo, All right, Mo Stradamus over here has a crystal yeah. ball. Yeah, uh, well, well, great. Listen, you you need to work for me, and we'll go charge this newsletter more than eight bucks a month, right? If I didn't have to fix this stuff, I'd get on the bus to Indianapolis and I'd go fix it. They wouldn't when, listen. When, exactly. Yeah. I, they wouldn't. They're probably not. Like what? What I? What I? For the situation in Pittsburgh, what I would say is, I think it's important as like a national media guy that I, I, I we have to look and rec and like recognize that if you're a Pitt fan, I think you are justified in being angry. It is a fact of life across almost all sports worldwide that talent often flows from mid markets to major markets, whether that, you know, like I'm from Ohio, I watch this happen in the NBA all the time. This is a thing that happens, but in other sports, 
you know, either if it's in European soccer, the, the little team gets a transfer fee. If it's a major sport, the little team gets some draft picks or maybe some financial cap consideration or something else to help them be competitive. And because the college athletes aren't employees, because there's no contracts, there's nothing to help pit. And I can definitely see a world where if that becomes the standard, it becomes more difficult to then talk to somebody who is a fan of Vanderbilt or a fan of Boston College or a fan of UNLV, God bless them, to, to remain engaged at all in, in this process. If you're a fan of Boston College, you're not rooting for national championships. You're not stupid. You know BC is never going to do that. You're rooting for nine and three seasons and occasionally the ability to put Florida State or Miami in a garbage can. In order to do that, you need you got to be able to hit on a couple of these three-star guys that become first-round draft picks. And if those people can leave and go to Miami or Florida State before they have a chance to really develop a BC, then I think it's difficult to argue why you should continue to remain invested in those. And college football, in order to be great, and college basketball too, I think requires people to be bought in from programs beyond just Duke and North Carolina and basketball and beyond just the same five or six schools here. You could fix that. In a couple of different ways, you could fix it by making athletes employees and paying them money and giving them contracts. You could fix that by uh, maybe having more draconian um, transfer portal rules, which are not really good for athlete well-being or, or social justice, but might help this in some other ways. Um, you might be able to do that about through collective bargaining, which is something that a lot of administrators don't want to do. There's not a great answer at this point. This is something that should have been fixed 15 years ago. Mark Emmert and a bunch of these athletic directors weren't proactive. And now I think it's more of a question of which one of these very uncomfortable and maybe bad ideas do you want to pick? Because all the good ideas are pretty much gone at this point. There you go. Matt Brown, extra points <clears throat> at Matt Brown EP on Twitter. Go subscribe to the newsletter. It's $8 a month. And it's the most informative thing that you will get on college sports. I promise you. And that's from every level, from FCS to major college sports. You, you won't find anything better. Matt, we appreciate your time as always. Thank you for all of your great answers and uh, looking forward to putting this out on the podcast because it's it's going to be the best podcast we've ever had, I think. No, thanks, thanks for having me, fellas. I, I appreciate it. I'm always happy to talk about this stuff, and I appreciate the kind words and support. And when you do get down this way, for barbecue and beer, let us know. Oh yeah, we're in. No, that's that, that that's a promise. I I'm very soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna start hitting the road. I've got a bunch of places in the south I got to get to. I'm gonna be in Atlanta a couple of times for some conferences this summer. I hope I hope to get everywhere because the only good ribs you can get in Chicago are ones that can't people that came from Tennessee. Um, and and we gotta we got we gotta listen. I, I gotta eat right. Like so we, we gotta we gotta hit the road. Well, I tell you, we can lay some ribs on you, but we got a couple of um brisket spots mm. as well. So it's the it's the best part of come. Well, one of the best parts of coming down there. Hey, thanks, fellas. Holla at your boy. It. All right, we'll we'll do. We'll do. Take care, guys. We're gonna talk about the Nashville Predators. That's right, and the Memphis Grizzlies. On the other side of the break. So stick around Main Street Sports today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond and Joint comes back after this.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. The Nashville Predators find themselves in a position in which it has never been. And that is down 3-0 in a playoff series. Prior to Saturday night's 7-3 loss, the Predators had never lost a game three in a series they were down 2-0. Obviously, the Colorado Avalanche are the better hockey team. We've known this. We know this. Despite the fact that the Predators went three and one against them in the regular season, that's right. <laughs> Did not know that. Tio, but <laughs> UC Soros was in goal for those games. And I asked the question on Friday: Is you know, or I guess it was Thursday, if the Predators lost Game Two, was it worth even trying to put UC in goal? At this point, it's not. At this point, you let him heal and go on with his business. Well, you know, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I saw something after the game three loss that UC might be available for game four, and that was my thought was, why bother? <laughs> and and that was my exact phrase. At this point, just let him go on about his business because whatever his injury is, he runs more of a risk of worsening it by playing again 
than the Preds. Than the Preds do of winning four games. <laughs> exactly. So it's not going to happen. Yeah. So just just let that man go on about his business. We'll see you in September of twenty two or or whenever it is that that they reconvene to get ready for the twenty two twenty three season. And what we've seen in these first three games, or what y'all have seen, because I've been elsewhere, but um. Again, he was, he was not going to be watching ice hockey while on the beach, was he? Not, not, not that no, team. No, yeah, no, that would have been a waste of time. Not that team, yeah, but I mean, terrible. terrible, just terrible, terrible. I, I mean, would have just unless Mo had a frozen cocktail, unless he went with a frozen daiquiri, then maybe. No, maybe not, not but, even then because they would have spoiled it. But, um, <laughs> I would have just assumed this team missed the postseason. What did we say? No better than they've played. I, it's it's just been not good. And and I don't. We both know that I'm not a huge hockey knowledge guy, but David Riddich. Surely we've seen his last games in a Predators uniform. You know, it's funny you say that. <laughs> so Connor Ingram is likely to be the backup next year. Okay. That's that's almost a that's almost a foregone conclusion. The Milwaukee Admirals, who lead their series to nothing currently, without Connor Ingram, are hoping the Predators lose so they get Ingram back in <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> wow! They are praying for a Preds wow. loss tonight so Ingram can get back to Milwaukee. <laughs> wow! For their finals. There you go. <laughs> but. But but they don't want Riddich either, huh? No, no, he's he's done. I I don't I don't see any world in which David Riddick is is playing in Nashville ever again, or um, anywhere else, or anywhere else. So are you saying more likely Trotz is back in Nashville before Riddich? Yeah. Yes. Probably. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Ingram is going to be the backup next year. And here's the best part about it: is you feel good about not starting UC Sars for sixty games if Connor Ingram is your backup. Because he's played really well against a really, really good team. How? How? I mean, this was UC's first year, right? I mean, it's only been a year. This is his first year as a full, full-time starter. That's correct. How did you go into this season with a first-year starting goalie with no better backup situation than this? to where you feel like you have to run him out there to have a chance to win. Now, again, as I pointed out on one of our shows some time ago, he had the most wins of any starting goalie yes, in the, the league. Starts. So the winning percentage is not nearly as high as the total wins, but yes. Yeah. Uh, it, I guess that, that, I, that answers a <clears> – <throat> or it, it begs a secondary question is – Why is David Poyle still Why there? is David Poyle still employed? <laughs> That, that is the question that it begs. Um, we had the same conversation. Yep. Sure did. A year ago or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did, in fact. So, but like we always, we also said, it's really hard to fire a guy who just got inducted into the Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame the same year. So, anyway. It's been done. It has been done. <laughs> it has been done. And yet... Here we are. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, this is this is going to be a, a tough game tonight. You, you just hope at this point. You just hope for the sweep. Move on. Put everybody out of their misery. Just, just get it over with. I, I for one have have no no problem with the Predators losing tonight. None. None. Zero. <laughs> Zero zip zilch nada. Zits, yeah. I I, I want to go and just mention this and that uh, obviously. The Predators tied the game at three in the second period. And, you know, I look back at the the shot chart, which, again, 42 shots on goal, right? Five power plays. Mm. You just, you, you go, you look at the, at the shots on goal and you go, why can't this team be better? with the puck in hand. They just can't. And you think, man, Connor Ingram gave up seven goals. Yeah. But he had to, he had to block 42. Right. There's no reason for that. Anyway, we didn't get to the Grizzlies, but we can get to them later in the show. We got plenty of time. We got a whole second half to get to. Let's take a break, take a halftime. When we come back, after that, we'll talk Braves history in the second half, uh, Braves series, Titans, Kentucky Derby, and much more. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints back after this. 